preaching this week, and uh, going to have a lot more. All right, let's stand if you would and open your Bibles Proverbs chapter 6 and Proverbs chapter 30 this morning. Uh, Proverbs chapter 6 and Proverbs chapter 30 this morning. And we'll begin our reading in verse 6. Go to the ant. Thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer, and gather her food in the harvest. Now go to verse 25 of chapter 30. If you found it, say amen. All right, let's read this together. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. Thank you. You can be seated. Our Father, we come to you this morning. We thank you, Lord, again, as we have uh, many, many times this week, and still not enough, but we thank you for God's blessings this past week. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings of God this morning that we're able to gather and be in the house of the Lord. And Father, we ask today that the entrance of your word might give light this morning, and it might be a lamp under our feet and a light under our path. And that we might hide it in our heart today that we might not sin against Thee. Lord, we pray today for those that have never been born again. Lord, they've been born once, but they've never been born again of the Spirit. And I pray that, Lord, You'd continue to plant seeds in their heart. And I pray today, Lord, You'd let us water the seed. And maybe today would be the day that God would give the increase. Bless Your people today, Lord, through these times that we're uh, living through, we need constant uh, encouragement and provoking uh, to love and good works. And uh, so we pray you'd help us do some of that today. Uh, Lord, be my helper today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, uh, these uh, verses are uh, pretty self-explanatory this morning in what we read. And uh, it's God's assignment this morning is to go to the ant. There in verse 6 of uh, chapter 6, if you underline in your Bible, underline there where he said, go to the ant. And God wants us to go to ant school this morning. And uh, the ant is spoken of as four things in the Bible that are exceedingly wise. Solomon was a wise man himself. But the ant is spoken of of four different things, including the ant, that are exceedingly wise. The Bible says that God says, go study the ant. Most of us don't study them, we spray them. But God said to go study the ant and learn something from them. I heard the other day that ants cannot get covid they have antibodies. And uh, I never think about an ant that I don't think about Brother Jack Tripp uh, preaching. I think I told this not too long ago. He was preaching for Raymond Saros. And Brother Saros, he was a missionary in Papua New Guinea for about 30 years or so. And uh, 
he was preaching for him, and he had Brother Jack staying in a little trailer out on the property there. And Jack looked out one July day about dinner, and he said Brother Sorrows was sitting out in the middle of that field on a cement block, and it was hot. And he said he walked out there, and he said, Brother Raymond, what are you doing? He said, I'm doing what God told me to do. I'm studying these ants. And, uh, and God did say do that. Uh, God said, uh, go to the ant. Now the main message here is to the sluggard. Uh, in these verses here, the main message is to the sluggard that he ought to study an ant see how an ant does things. But there's other messages that's found when we begin to think about this, and I've had all summer to study up on it. We've had a time with ants down at our house this summer. And uh, we've sprayed and done everything we know to do, and it uh, seemed like it's been a, been a bad time for them this year. I see Brother Donald shaking his head. Anybody else had trouble with them this year? All right. Uh, all right. So, uh, so uh, the Bible says that there's something about them. Maybe that's why God put so many of them around. Maybe that's why God put them always in front of us. Uh, it's because He's trying to get us to learn something that the ain't knows. And uh, I thought about four things about that ain't that I want to share with you this morning. And the first thing I think about them is how frail they are. And the Bible said, study the ain't. And uh, the Bible says that we're frail. We don't feel frail. Uh, we feel like we're strong, and sometimes we feel invincible. But the Bible said, study that ain't. It's very frail. You see, that ain't is strong for its size. But yet it's very weak. It's very weak. You think about how easy it is to kill one. The Bible said in Psalms 39 and verse 4, the Bible said, Lord, help me to know my end and the measure of my days, how frail that I am. Thou makest my life as a handbreadth. My age is nothing to thee, and every man at his best state is altogether vanity. In other words, the Lord says we can look at that ain't, realize how frail it is, and we ought to stop for a minute and think about how frail that we are. You see, you can take your finger and just, just do like that, and their life is over. Uh, you, you can swat it there. You can smash it. You can take your foot and step on it and kill a thousand of them at one time. You can be like Samson. He killed a thousand Philistines at one time. You can kill a thousand ants at one time with just the smash of your foot. They are so small a creature compared to us, uh, but yet we are such a small creature as compared to God. In God's sight, we're about like a bunch of ants down here crawling around on this planet. Amen. And our life is so frail. Did you know that the, the lifespan of an ant uh, is four years? That's how long they live, four years. That's a pretty short lifespan. And yet the Bible says of you and me, man spends his days as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore and ten. If by reason of strength they be fourscore, yet their strength, labor, and sorrow, and we're soon cut off and we fly away. Uh, uh, four years is not very long, but I tell you what, 70 years ain't very long. And 80 years ain't very long. 90 years ain't very long. It soon comes and goes. Uh, and so 
Uh, we think about the short lifespan that they have. They're strong, they're strong. They can lift things many times their weight, uh, but yet they're weak as compared to us. Amen. I think about you and me, and I think about how the Bible talks about how weak that we are. We don't feel that way. Our flesh lies to us. Our flesh tells us we're strong. Uh, we're invincible. We can withstand anything. We can do anything. Uh, but the Bible disagrees with that. The Bible says, the Bible said, David said in Psalm 6 and verse 1, uh, he said, Have mercy on me, O God, for I am very weak. David said, I'm weak. Jesus told his disciples there outside the garden, he said, the flesh is weak. Amen. Uh, uh, you see, those ants are very weak creatures. They can't take a lot of pressure on them. Uh, and you and I are very weak creatures this morning. Now, I know y'all look at me sometimes and you think uh, that uh, I'm strong spiritually and, and uh, I don't never get down and nothing, uh, nothing bothers me. I, uh, but I realize this morning how weak I am. I, I'm like David. When David said, Oh Lord, uh, he said, Have mercy on me because I am very weak. My, uh, my sweet little sister, she texted me other, last Friday night. Not this past Friday night, but the one before that. And she sent me a short text and she said... Uh, she said, uh, are you excited about Jubilee? And I text back and I said, I'm trying to be. And she said, uh, she said, well, what's wrong? And I said, well, I said, we're living in a time when most folks won't even come to regular church. Uh, uh, so it probably ain't going to come to Jubilee. Uh, I done had two or three preachers to cancel and I I, I was just negative, 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 negative. I wasn't negative Nancy, but I was negative Rick. And she got tired of it, I guess, because she quit texting. <laughs> Said, I'm going to bed. But I had to get up, and the Lord got dealing with me about it. And I had to go out in my building out back. And I had to go out there and talk to the Lord a little while. And when I come back in, I text her again. I said, please forgive me. I said, please forgive me for all my negative. I had to go out there and ask the Lord to forgive me of it. I said, please forgive me for being so negative. And did you know every, every fear I had, every thought I had, uh, people wasn't going to come. We had great crowds all week. Preachers weren't going to show up. We had more preachers than we could preach. Every fear that I had, uh, uh, none of it came true. None of it. Isn't that the way the devil works? Amen. He, speak, he tells us all these lies, all these lies, all the time. Uh, uh, but I realize this morning, and I want you to realize this morning, that I am very weak, uh, and you are very weak. Amen. Uh, uh, when it comes to the flesh. Uh, uh, now the Spirit is willing uh, but the weakness always comes in the flesh. Uh, uh, the Spirit was willing this week for some people, uh, uh, but the problem was the flesh was weak. Amen. Uh, 
The Bible said the law, the law itself was good, but the law was weak through the flesh. Amen. Uh, the law's good, but the weakness comes when we try to fulfill the law in our flesh. Amen. Uh, I think about these little ants, and I think about how frail they are. I think about all the dangers that they face. Imagine that. Imagine that. Them crawling all over the ground, and every day they face a danger. Somebody stepping on them, a lawnmower rolling over them. Uh, uh, all the thousand things that can happen to them and all the dangers they face every day. Uh, and the psalmist said, uh, fear was on every side. That's about how we live today. Amen. There's fear on every side. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen next. Somebody this morning said, I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't either. Uh, uh, but listen, uh, oftentimes we find ourselves uh, in so many dangers all around us, uh, but we forget one thing. Uh, uh, we forget that we have a great God uh, uh, that watches over us. Amen. Uh, the psalmist said in Psalms 4 and 8, he said, I'll lay me down and sleep. Uh, and he said, get this, get this. Uh, he said, he said, get this. Uh, uh, not the COVID shot, uh, uh, not, not always the policeman, not the state trooper, uh, uh, not the medication, not the doctors, uh, but the Lord uh, alone making me to dwell in safety. Uh, uh, did you know they won't none of that stuff work uh, without God's blessing on it? Uh, the Lord's the final one. I don't know what you do at night. I usually, right before I go to bed, I load my double barrel shotgun. Say, what do you do that for? Well, I, I don't like to leave it loaded when the kids are around and stuff. And, and I'll load it and sit it there in the closet. Beside the bed, my sister Jennifer come and stayed with me back some time ago. She didn't stay with me. I was leaving, and she come and stayed in my house while we were gone for a week. And uh, she, she called and was talking. She said, do you have an alarm system? I said, yes, it's in the closet in my room. I, she went in there and she said, I can't find it. It's, it's, I said, it's that 12-gauge double-barrel shotgun sitting right there. That's our alarm system, amen. I, but I'll tell you what, though, I always feel a little guilty when I do that and I lay down pillow my head I, and I say a little prayer and I say, Lord, I, if you don't keep me safe, I, I, there ain't nothing in this world that can keep me safe, amen. I, I, our safety depends uh, upon God, our Creator, amen. I, God's given us sense like He's given the ain't. God's given Him sense uh, uh, that there's certain things He can do. Uh, uh, but all in all, it all lies with the Lord. Amen. Uh, it all lies with the Lord. I'll tell you something else about them ants. They have fortitude. I've been fighting them all summer and they still ain't give up. They have a fortitude. You can, it's all you can do to stop them. And I think the lesson God wants us to get is some Christians in our day, it's all you can do to start them. Amen. But you can't stop them ants. They, they have fortitude. They won't give up. You kill ten, there'll be a bunch more come along. Amen. 
They got fortitude. You know what we need in our kind of a day? You know what we need and what we don't have in this day? We don't have fortitude. It don't take much to stop us. We'll drop out of church at the drop of a hat. We'll quit reading our Bible and praying and it don't take nothing for us to do it. We need fortitude. To keep pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm claiming every day. I asked you a question this morning. You can answer it out. Who's the first people in the Bible? Adam and Eve. Well, we read over this morning, the ants are people. The ants were made before man was made. Nobody really can pinpoint when they was made, but they was made somewhere in them first days. Them ants was made. And so we think about the fortitude they have. We think about their Creator God and how He made them. We think about how they cooperate. Does anybody know who Walter Wilson is? Probably not. Dr. Walter Wilson was a Christian uh, doctor and he was also a preacher of the gospel. He wrote a lot of books, a lot of interesting things. Uh, his preaching's not the norm. Uh, it's different from most uh, preachers. He writes about uh, things that other preachers would never even write about, uh, uh, about uh, vegetation and uh, why it is that uh, the bean always curves a certain way. If you got a, a climbing bean, they always curve a certain way. Uh, and if you unround that curve and curve it the other way, they'll die in three days. Uh, uh, he has a lot of interesting stuff like that. Uh, Dr. Wilson said that one day he decided to do what God told him to do. He said he got him a magnifying glass. Uh, and he went out in the yard and took a little bitty crumb of bread uh, and he laid down on his belly after he found where some ant trails were and some ant hills was. Uh, and he laid down on his belly and he took that little crumb uh, and laid it there along the path. Uh, and then he took his magnifying glass for the lance uh, and he said it wasn't long until uh, one of them showed up. Uh, and he watched that ant as it uh, picked up that piece of bread. Uh, and uh, he said uh, uh, that he realized they had a way of communicating with each other. If you don't believe that, lay something out on your counter. Uh, I promise you, I promise you, uh, uh, in an hour there'll be a thousand there. Uh, they have a way of communicating. He said he took his magnifying glass and he watched as that one ant picked up that little piece of bread and he said he started on his way with it and he met another one. And when he met the other one, he said that little ant with his magnifying glass, he could see, he said that little ant laid his, laid his bread down and he reached over with his antennas or his legs and he touched the other one. He said he realized as he watched them that he communicated to that other one where he found the bread at. And he said the amazing thing was uh, that he didn't try to get what was laid down. The Lord said, study the ant. You say, what do you mean? Well, you and I, we need to tell other people where we found the bread of life. And we do not need to be selfish Christians and try to get what somebody else has got. There's enough for everybody. Amen. 
He said they have a way of cooperation. He said there in verse 25, Yet they prepare their food. In other words, they work together. They work together. And they prepare their food. You know how they're able to do so much and how they're able to uh, survive and how they're able to support so many because they work together. I'm telling you, it's yet to be seen what this church could do uh, if everybody worked together, if everybody cooperated. uh, uh, We could have the largest Sunday school in town. uh, uh, We could have the largest church in town. uh, uh, We could have the largest youth group in town. uh, If everybody would cooperate together. Amen. God said, go watch them. God said, go watch them. Brother Broughton used to say that what salvation is, it's one sinner telling another sinner where he found bread. Everything all right there? Okay. All right. All right. I thought maybe she was passed out there in the seat. Okay. So, I'll tell you another thing they do. They have a formation. Have you ever have you walked out on your deck? I walked out on mine not too long ago, Zoe. And there was a line all the way across my deck of nothing but ants. Just a straight line. Just a formation. I don't know what they're doing, but they're all standing together. God said, go watch the ants. Study the ants. If we could all stand together, not be divisive, not be divided, not be mad, not be upset, uh, not not do none of that, amen. Who was it, Brother David, this morning talking about gossip? You know what we need? We need some gospel gossip. You say, what's gospel gossip? Well, it's not only telling people about Jesus. But the gospel means good news. What about telling some good news? What about spreading the good news? Like that ant that goes and he finds bread and he goes back and he tells the other ant, I found bread over there. Wouldn't it be good if we would observe the ant? Wouldn't it be good if we'd learn from the ant and we'd go home and see them, we'd go out this week and say, Hey, I, I found bread over there at Bethel Baptist Church. <laughs> you ought to come get some. Think that'd be good. Study them ants and we see how frail they are. Not only do we see how frail they are, we see the fortitude that they have. They will not give up. I see some people in this church like that. They've had a lot of stuff happen to give up, but they ain't give up yet. Fortitude. I'll tell you something else about them ants. Nahum 3, 1 and 7. Nahum is talking about the destruction of Nineveh in chapter 3, but he comes down to verse 17 and he likens them to locusts or grasshoppers and he said, "Thy crown, thy crown, are as the locusts, and thy captain as the great grasshoppers, which camp in the hedges and in the cold hay. But when the sun ariseth, they flee away, and their place is unknown where they are." He likens Nineveh 
He likens them to the grasshopper that flies away. You ought to be able to understand that verse this time of the year. If you walked out through a field, uh, them grasshoppers, before you get very close, they're going to fly away. You say, why? They see danger coming. They sense danger is coming. Well, those ants are the same way. Those ants will flee when danger comes. The Bible says, the Bible says uh, so much. They're like the grasshopper. They fly away. And we don't know where their place is, but we know where the ant goes. You say, what do you mean? Well, we know they sometimes go low. They go back into the ground. They go as low as they can go for danger's sake. And you and I, we need to learn to go low, amen. I, I mean, stay humble, stay humble. Don't get proud. Don't get lifted up with pride. I mean, who here in this building would have anything to be proud about? God did it all. The Bible says, and I've watched them, you know, when they sense danger coming. Did you know an ant has four ears? We have two. And I've heard it, and you've heard it, that God gave us two ears and one mouth because we ought to listen more than we speak. But God gave these ants four ears, and the reason they have four ears is they don't have much eyesight. But they can hear just about anything. They can feel the vibrations on the ground when you're going toward them. They can feel the approaching danger. And they flee. God said, study that ant. Because there's people in this room and certainly people in the world that you have to realize there's approaching danger. But you're not fleeing. You're just staying there. God said, study that ant. They go low. You know what else they do? They go high. See, what do you mean? The other day I put a ladder against my house and I climbed up off the roof to get some leaves off of there and you would not believe what was on the roof. Ants! You know why they were on top of the roof? Because it had rained all night. It had rained the day before. And they were getting to a higher ground. Uh, uh, they realized there was trouble. Uh, I want you to know, you and I, this old world's as troubled as it can be. Uh, uh, we don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, but you and I need to go low. Uh, and then we need to go high. Amen. To the Lord, amen. amen. To the Lord, they go high, they go low. But then they hide. They hide. I'm glad this morning that I'm hid so good the devil can't find me. My life is hid with Christ in God. And when Christ who is my life shall appear, then shall I appear in glory. 
And when I hide in the Lord, when I hide in my refuge, when I go to my place of safety, I I thank God. I'm glad there's a place that we can go and we can hide from the dangers of this world. Dangers of this world. Well, I'll tell you something else about these saints. Look at verse 8. He said, She provideth her meat in the summer, and she gathereth her food in the winter. Ants are the busiest creatures in all the world. Yeah, they find time to go to every picnic. You see, we're busy people. We think we are. A lot of times we're too busy. and We can't find time to go to church and time to go to prayer and time to go to Sunday school because we're so busy. God said, look at the eight. Look at the eight. They're busy. They're busy. They find time to go where it's important to go. Amen. Did you know whenever you have that picnic, Cheryl and them just got back from a camping trip. They probably encountered some ants down there. You know, whenever you're outside eating, you drop that bread or whatever you drop down there on the ground, and all at once, Lance, there's a thousand ants, sir. Did you know that every one of them's female? Yes, just like up here, the women do all the work. The men stay down below. The male ants stay down below. But the women go up and they gather all the food. The men stay down there and take care of the baby ants. Just like real life, folks. Did you know them things? Another thing about them. God said, watch them. God said, look at them. And I'll tell you this. Those ants... They're always drawn to the sweet stuff. Put your drop of honey on the counter. Put your little piece of candy on the counter. There'll be a thousand of them there when you wake up in the morning. But you put something ain't sweet up there, you might escape them. God said, look at the ain't, study the ain't. And God says they gather the good stuff, the sweet stuff. Amen. Uh, uh, you and I need to gather the good stuff, the sweet stuff. Uh, I gather that which is good, not the gossip, not the lies, not the junk of this whole world, but get that good stuff God has put out there. Paul had that philosophy. Paul may have studied the ants. Uh, Paul said, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are Good, if there be any praise, if there be any virtue, thank all these things. We live in such a negative world. I know you've got to have negative and positive. You couldn't start your car without it. You've got to have some negative. The Bible's got a lot of negative in it. But listen, even though the Bible's got a lot of negative in it, it doesn't say you have to dwell on the negative all the time. The Bible's got a lot of good in there too. The Bible's got hell in there and you better, you better realize if you're not saved, you'll go there. But the Bible talks about heaven as well. The Bible talks about the wrath of God, but the Bible has a lot about the love of God. They gather that good stuff. 
God said, go study the ant. You say, why? Because a lot of times human beings, they do right the opposite. They gather the bad stuff. They can hear something bad on somebody, and they'll spread it all over town by, from night till the next morning. But they can find something good on somebody, and they won't even tell it when they get out of church going to lunch. They could have three saved and meet somebody down at the restaurant and never say a word about it. We need to communicate that which is good. Amen. I've heard people talk about their church. I've heard people talk about this church. And if I had been a bystander sitting there listening to them, I wouldn't have wanted to come here either. Because they complain about the pastor. They complain about the pastor's wife. They complain about the people in the church. I, I mean, who in the Lord's name would want to go to a place uh, uh, that you said everything negative about? Amen. If that's you, you ought to get on the altar this morning and ask God to forgive you. You're welcome. Be like God said, look at the ain't. Look at the ain't. They're, they only gather that which is good. They're concerned about the sweet things. The sweet things. Did you know them ants are self-driven? Look there and look there and what we read. Verse 7. They have no guide, overseer, or ruler. There ain't nobody saying, go get that bread. There ain't nobody saying, take it back. There ain't nobody saying, help that and over there. Did you know they'll help each other? I've seen them help each other. Imagine that. God said, look, go to the ain and study it. They help each other. They gather. They're self-driven. They don't have to have a preacher sending out a card every week saying, come to church. They don't have to have somebody call them every week saying, come to church. They don't have to have somebody knocking on their door every six months saying, come to church, come to church. They're self-driven. God said, study that. He just gets up and does it. Because He knows that's what He's supposed to do. I went to see somebody one time. And they said, you had not been to see us in months. I said, you're a member of the church. You're supposed to be helping me see people. Amen, Brother Richie. Amen, they're self-driven. Do you think that, I don't know of any Christian, I don't know of any Christian that their flesh wants to pray. Their flesh wants to read the Bible. Their flesh wants to go door knocking. I don't know of anybody like that. But you see, you've got to be self-driven. you seen that cartoon of the devil on his shoulder Little angel on his shoulder, and one saying good, one saying bad. That's kind of the way it is, really. You got the Lord, you got you got the devil, you got the you got the devil, and one saying go to church, and the other one saying don't go. One saying, uh, when I called her the other night, one was saying don't call her, don't text her, she'll know how weak you are, and the other one was saying. She needs to know how weak you are. You done wrong. You call her. You asked her to forgive you. 
but I had to be self-driven to make myself do it. You see, God gives that ain't enough instinct and, and the greatest scientists in the world has never figured out how them ants know all that and how they do all that. Because they don't want to acknowledge the only answer there is. Their Creator endowed them with certain things that, uh, that they have that could only come from God. He said, and the main message here is to the slugger. He said, go to the ant, thou slugger. Consider her ways and be wise. In other words, he said, if you're lazy and you're a slugger, go lay on your belly and study the ants for a little while, and I'll tell you what you won't see. You won't see none in their pajamas at 6 o'clock in the evening. i tell you what you won't see. You won't, you won't see them laying in bed asleep at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. They're busy. God said go study them and then do like they do. Well, you, what do they do? They're almost non-stop. And they don't have no guide making them do it. They just do it. They just do it. You see, the problem is today, when you go down into the, when you go down into the ant world, used to, uh, used to you'd see kids that have these aquariums and they'd have these ant farms in them. I ain't seen one, even heard of one in a long time. I remember they had them at school. They'd, you know, you could see all the little trails and everything they'd done. They called them an ant farm. You say, why don't we have them now? We got cell phones. When we had ant farms, you had kids that worked on the farm. Cut tobacco, hauled hay, milk cows, mow the yard. But you know what you got now? You got a generation of couch potatoes. And you know what a generation of couch potatoes produces? Tater tots. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The Bible says, go. The Bible said, go to the ant thou slugger. Don't be lazy. God knows I hate a lazy preacher. You might accuse me of not preaching good, of not being knowledgeable enough of the Bible, of not being enough, of not doing this and that, but one thing you can never truthfully accuse me of is being a lazy preacher. Lazy preacher. God said, study the ant, thou sluggard. Are you a lazy Christian? You see, they, these ants... This is, this is a, a main point right here. You see those ants, they're, they're frail. They're frail. But yet they have fortitude. They won't give up. I tell you what, i got respect for somebody gets knocked down five or six times and gets back up and keeps going again. It says something about inward character. Is what that says. They have fortitude. Those ants will flee. If you don't believe it, it won't take you long to find some this evening. Just start walking toward them and they'll flee in every direction. See why? Because they think there's danger coming. 
But look at verse 8. The Bible said in chapter 6, verse 8, that that ant provideth her meat in the summer and gather her food in the harvest. That ant looks to the future. The Bible says that that ant is self-driven. She's not a sluggard and she knows her season. She knows her season. Did you know there's one place in the world that there's not any ants? The Antarctica. No ants, sir. Say, why too cold? And you won't see them around in the wintertime when it's cold and snowing and freezing rain. You say, why? They got enough sense to know that them breadcrumbs are frozen to the ground. They can't even move them. And if they're going to get them, they got to get them when they're in season. They got to get them in the summertime. She provides her meat in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. This is harvest time. There's a dark period of time coming upon this world. And God's going to say, gather the harvest. Because she's fully rotten. Amen. If you're going to get in church, you better get in now. You're in the summertime. You're in, you're in the harvest time. You're in the grace time. You're in the time when a man can be saved plus nothing, minus nothing, by grace alone. If you're going to ever get saved, get saved now. And don't be such a, an idiot to say that I'm going to wait till the tribulation and get saved. I had a fellow tell me that one time. Seriously, a heart attack. He said, oh, I'm going to get saved. But he said, I'm going to do it in the tribulation. He worked out Donnelly's. I pulled my little New Testament out. I said, I don't believe it's going to work, bud. He said, why? And I showed him that verse in 2 Thessalonians and the Bible said, because they received not the love of the truth, that God would send them strong delusions and they'd be damned. Right now is saving season. Right now is harvest season and it's about over. Jeremiah said the summer's past and the winter's come and you're still not saved. You're still not saved. You see, that ain't knows what's coming. That's why she's out there working like she's working. Gathering like she's gathering. That's why they're all working together. Why? They know winter's coming. You can't get no, you can't get no food in the wintertime. So they lay it all up for the future. They've already got laid up. When winter comes, they ain't worried. They're eating your picnic lunch. They're not worried. They got bread to spare. You say, why? Because they was wise. And God said, you study that ain't, and you be wise like them. You're going to lay up anything in heaven for God, you've got to do it right now. You're going to win anybody to the Lord, you better get at it. Are you lost today without God? 
You better get saved before it's everlastingly too late. Listen, this is God speaking. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Which having no guide, overseer, ruler, provideth her meat in the summer and gather her food in the harvest. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. The emphasis in both places in 6 and 30. The emphasis in both places is get ready in the right time. Get ready while you can. Amen. Well, this sermon may have bugged you this morning, but it's all I got. There's something in that. There's a message in that. Amen. Father, we come to you this morning.